I'm, I'll be quite controversial. I don't believe that people are depressed. I think people do depression. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. I've got Peter Salino here with me. Yep. And um, Peter wrote a book called Laugh With Me. That's right. That's and right. Yeah. you're into laughter therapy. Yes, I'm the um, founding president of the Australasian Laughter Clubs. Mm-hmm. And um, we set up the clubs 20 oh, odd years ago. Um, I've been working uh, as a clown with Patch Adams and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was the original clown doctor in Adelaide long before clown doctors were thought of in Australia. Because uh-huh. I copied what other people were doing and I thought, wow, if it works there, let's do it here. Where did you get the idea so, from? Well, basically, like I said, I just copy. I see, yep. I hear about something and I thought, wow, if that works there, it should work here. You mm-hmm. know, it's like with your business, you know, mm-hmm. if it works here, it should work there. Yep. You know, so what I did was I thought, let's have a look how we can. Um, introduce clowning and clown doctoring into Australia. So I got in touch with Patch Adams and and his organisation. And there was a movie about Patch Adams, yes, wasn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Patch... Robin, Robin Williams did that, didn't he? That's it? right. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent mm. movie. Um, but Hunter Patch Adams has been to Australia quite a few times. Yep. And I met him here in Adelaide quite a few times. Oh, cool. So he comes to Australia, and um, then um, other friends of mine told me about this doctor in India that was doing um, what he called then um, laughter yoga. Uh-huh, and yes. I thought, okay, so what's that all about? Because when you work with people with, like I do, with a lot of um, different anxieties, different depressions and stuff like that, some of them you can snap them out of it very quickly just yep. by saying, let's have a, you know, here, put a funny hat on, do this and that. They start acting a different character. Yep. And when they're acting a different character, they totally forget who they are. Uh, but they forget they, to be depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because... I'm, I'll be quite controversial. I don't believe that people are depressed. I think people do depression. Yes, you know, I totally I, agree. I, I'm sorry, well, but... Well, emotions you know, aren't consistent. They, well, they're always changing. You, well, can't, you, can't, yeah. you can't hold on to emotion yeah, that long. I, I think people have to do depression. They say, I am depressed, I am depressed, therefore they become depressed. Yes. But, you know, we all have depression. We all go up and down and swing, mood swings, mood mm-hmm. changes. So what, what I say to people is like, you've got to look at where you are and what do you want to be and how happy do you want to be, you know? But then um, I wrote this book, which is Laugh With Me, and the main reason why I wrote it was because a lot of people said to me, oh, have you got some notes? Have you got some notes? And yep. I never used to hand out notes. Mm-hmm. I believe still that if you want to come to my conference seminar or whatever, you take notes. Yep. Because everybody takes notes differently. Yes. Everybody takes in information differently. Mm-hmm. So you take it the way you take it in and you write what you want to write. You understand what you want to understand. And at different levels, you pick up different things. Yep. You yep. know, like I've, I've read a book and then I read it again and I thought, Gee, who reprinted this book? Uh-huh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that yeah. wasn't in mm-hmm. the book when I read it the first time. But this book here is it says, like, do you find yourself getting stressed out during the day? Do you find it hard to unwind? Do you go to bed and toss and turn? Do you wake up in the morning just as tired as you were the night before? Then this book is for you. Laugh with me. You know, do you know somebody that gets stressed easily? Do you, do you work with stressful job or, you know, in a stressful workplace? And do you wonder why? what to do about stress, you know, and stress kills. It's as simple as that, stress, stress kills. Good, no. and so, but sometimes I guess it's not easy for people to laugh. No, it's, you know not, what I mean? it's so, not about, George, it's not about laughing. See, some people who are really depressed and really down and have had a lot of things happen to them, and some of them are meant to, 
mental uh, illness, but some of it is medically depressed, yep. right? And some of it's physically depressed. Yep. So there are different levels of depression and different things. So there are different ways of treating them. You know, it's not like a blanket where you can cover everybody. So that's what I try and do. So that's why I learn different ways of treating different people yep. or different ways of treating the same people. When did you bring laughter yoga, your laughter therapy to Australia? Oh, look. You're the first person that brought it to Australia. Yeah, I'm, I brought, uh, with Albert Ben Simons, the jeweller here, yep. um, we brought um, Dr. Kataria out from India. Yep. And we brought him out here to show us what to do here. Mm-hmm. Right? So, although I had seen it on films and, you know, some uh, news articles and I said, no, I researched what he was doing. Yep. And, and I had been doing theatre, theatre sports, drama, mm-hmm. all those sort of things, and clowning and clown doctoring. So I used all those mediums to do what I was doing with people. Yep. But I found that with some people that didn't work as well, mm-hmm. you see? So then by doing laughter and laughter yoga, that helped a lot more people yes. in a wider range. So I use, say, more of that than this. Yep, because the movement's it's, important. Yeah. Um, I, I guess Christine, Christine and I did a bit of laughter yoga at one oh, stage because I YouTubed it. Oh, yes. And in the mornings, what I do is press the YouTube and yeah. try to copy the movements. Yeah. And well, just thinking back about it, it makes you smile. Look, it's like it's, it's, it's very, very simple when you think of it this way. In our head, just up here, like there's a little sack and there's an adrenaline, right? There's endorphins, there's serotonins, there's dopamine. And when those four drugs mix, right, that is like the best cocktail you'll ever have, mm-hmm. you know. So when you laugh, a little smile sends a message up to your brain sack and there's a little sack there and it goes ding, ding, ding. This is the simplest explanation. Oh, really? That okay, I have so when you smile. So every time you smile, right, even if it's a forced smile, yep. but yeah, the message goes up to this little brain cell and it, it opens up that sack, releases that, that what it contains and then closes again so if it's a dopamine sack it opens up the dopamine sack it's a serotonin sack it opens up the serotonin if it's an adrenaline rush it addresses so then then you've got those chemicals when these chemicals mix together and you know you go whoa it kind of lifts you and you know when you smile people say oh stop smiling it hurts my face I'm thinking my god you frown you use 11 times more muscles to frown than what you do to smile. Yep. So why don't you just smile more often? It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. You save yourself it does, time. It removes all the wrinkles. I mean, there's several exercises which are really incredible. I say to all the ladies, if you want to look younger, mm-hmm. right, you have to do this lion thing where you, um, from a thyroid gland, yep. you stick your tongue out as far as you can, mm-hmm. like the New Zealanders do, you know, yep, yep. and people that when you play with a child, you go, ah, like that. Yep. So when you do that, the further your tongue comes out, it actually massages your thyroid gland. And as far as I know, I've never heard of anything else to massage a thyroid gland. Well, that's amazing. So that's just yep. one thing. Then what happens is when you, um, all your face muscles are exercises, your, your head muscles in here. So you relieve all the tension around your eyes, mm-hmm. right? And, and then when you go like that and you're playing with somebody, like as if you're playing with a child and you go, ah. Yep. They laugh, you laugh, and it's a rolling it's up. It's true, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it does, it becomes very contagious. When we look at it, as a child, you laugh like 300 odd times a day, yep. right? And as an adult, it's like less than 12. Really? Yeah, wow. the, the statistics show that. Well, well that, I must say, I, I realised when I was younger, I laughed a lot more. Yeah. For some but, reason. Well, but anything made me laugh when I was younger. Now, yeah, well, that's now, right. 
Yeah, but now see, it's not as yeah, easy. I don't know. I, I talk to a lot of corporate uh, people because this, mm. you know, this is my job. But I talk to people from all walks of life, and I get groups which are depressed, like street kids and stuff like that. Yep. And I go into town and I go to a couple of those different groups, and I've done workshops with them, and they have said to me, "Wow, you know," and their supervisors or their other people tell me, "This person didn't need their drugs for three days." Wow. Afterwards, you know, for three days afterwards, they were still on a high. On a high. So we felt we didn't need to give them as much drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can guarantee that people who are on depressants, antidepressants, and all these anti anxiety yep. medication, and doctors unfortunately load them up with this stuff, mm-hmm. right? They can actually um, save themselves a lot of money. Yep. So and there's um, some very simple can, exercises. Can you, can you rekindle the laughter of childhood back in adulthood? Yes, yes. That's what I was curious. Look, I mean, okay. because Look, I, I must say, when I was younger, yeah. I found it a lot easier to laugh. Okay. Like, I'd watch a comedy, I'd laugh my ass off. Yeah. Now, I don't laugh yeah, as, much. as much externally, maybe yes. internally. Yeah, but why, is that, why is that? What okay. happens? Why do people do okay. that? Okay. Look, th- this is not just to sell my book. No. You should not have one. Anyway, get hold of George. Where, where, where can we get a copy of this book? Do you have Look, an online place? It is online on my website, yep. but I'll sell it through you. And no, no, you don't we'll benefit. for me. That's we'll fine. Benefit. Um, I'll sort of help out. What yeah. I'll do is I'll put a link to your okay. website. Okay, and they can go on to the that. podcast. And yeah. if you want a copy of the book, just go to yeah. the link. Let is me that know. worldwide? Yes, yes, yes. Worldwide. Excellent. So for and our I'll, I'll worldwide it, audience, I send it to them. At you know, like I've had people all over the world buy this book. Yep. Uh, where I've travelled in, in Asia and all this, that people buy it all the time, and they buy it for Christmas presents. They buy it for presents for other people. Oh, but look, it looks like a great present. This is yeah, it is. Look, the point is. Most people will buy a $30, $40 bottle of wine and you drink it and it's gone. Yep. Right. But what happens is if you buy this book, which is Laugh With Me, just a very thin little book, it can stay on the coffee table for months and months and months and other people read it. And it's the gift that keeps giving. Exactly. Because you keep laughing. And, And the thing is with this, the chapters are so short. Let me tell you the example. It says, Laugh With Me, You Will Laugh Too. Now, what that means is that, you know, like if your team is winning, right, then your team is winning, you're gonna be really happy. Yes. Right? As soon as your team loses, at the end of the day, by one point, you're gonna be miserable which to is, the which next is, which week. Which is crazy, which is crazy. Which is crazy. One point, you're gonna be miserable to the end of the week until they win again, Yep. you see? But the other thing is, lighten up. It's just a little chapter, you know? But let your feelings show, mm-hmm. right? Let your feelings show. This is very important. It's very, very short. It's just a couple of pages. But what it does is, if you're angry, how quick, do people jump to anger? Bang! Get off the road, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. But if you're happy, why don't you let your feelings show as well? Yeah. Why don't you let people say, hi, how you going? Great, terrific, thank you. Oh, that's okay, you hop in front of me. You know, at the supermarket, I sometimes do it on purpose. I let people in front of me and they go, oh really, are you sure? I say, yeah, you, you look like you're in a hurry. Mm. Oh no, no, I'm not in a hurry. Okay, thank you. Yep, you yep, know? yep. But they are smiling. Yes, you of know, course. I, I go up to people, uh, and not that I can't find things in the supermarket, but I'm looking for something. And I say, excuse me, do you know where this stuff is? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, no, I really don't. I'm sorry. I say, that's okay. No problems. Thank you. And they feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel good that people can help me to show me. So I don't have to look around like an idiot. You mm-hmm. know, yep, yep. But let your feelings show. Let your good feelings show as well as your bad feelings. That's what I'm all about. Is there a certain posture, right, that makes you... Laugh well because obviously physiology, physiology is very physiology important. is very important. That's what I thought. That's why I'm coming back to. Oh, sorry. The, no, that's okay. I'm that's going a, ahead. No, no. Yep. Look, the, you, you can never be too happy. 
Right? Yes. But this is the biggest problem that people say, what are you so happy about? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Is it a crime to be happy? Being happy is good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, most people, you know, you see an angry person, you're going to shy away from them. Yep. You see it, sorry, you see an angry person, you'll sort of shy away yes, from them. But you see person. a happy person, you, you sort of feel comfortable to get in their, in their presence. Totally. You see? But what is really interesting here, it says, um, let your feelings show. So if you're happy, why not start a happy demic? Mm-hmm. See, that's a that chapter. Yes. A happy demic. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Not an epidemic, but a happy demic. Yep. Let people around you start to get happier. Show them that it's possible to be happy and let more and more people be happy. Look, I'm happy to share the happiness. It's yeah, great. share the happiness. You know, that's good. So what what has to happen for you to be happy? This is a really good question. When you ask somebody, you know, like you said, you sit down, you watch a movie, and you used to laugh a lot, now you don't. Yes. Then you think, okay, well, what has to happen for me to be happy? And then ask the question, what has to happen for me to be happier? Mm -hmm. And what has to happen for me to be even happier? Yep. All of a sudden, you will start to laugh at the movie. You will start, and once you start to laugh a little bit, then the next bit, and the next bit, you you crack up by the end of it. Mm -hmm. And you think, yeah, that was a funny movie. And if you're watching a movie with somebody else, it's always really interesting, because you ask them, how funny do you think that was? And they say, oh, that part was really great. And you think, really? Oh, wow. What have I got? I've got hardening of the arteries, you know. Uh-huh. You know, like to say, yep. uh, uh, you know, you've got to watch your laughter therapy gauge, you know. Where's the gauge at? So start a epidemic. And what has to happen for you to be happy? Um, how, or how to have a good day every day. You look at ways of making things better and better every day, yep. right? And there's a graft in here and all the rest of it. It's quite good, you know. But this is good. It's good to forget. Mm-hmm. People say, I'm going to remember him. Oh, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to... Oh. Yeah, but really, and hang on to all the anger. It. Just get over it. Yeah. How fast can you let it go? Mm-hmm. And then what you say is, what's good about the situation? You know the Anthony Robbins type thing? Yep. Right. He, he, he taught me a lot, you know, when I went to Anthony Robbins. And he said, like, what's good about this? And he said, nothing. And he said, no. what's good about it? Nothing. And he said, no, what could be good about it? Well, I've learned not to trust people as much as I used to. Or I've learned how to be a bit more selective who I pick as friends. Yep. Okay, what else is good? Oh yeah, well he could have taken me for a lot more. Mm-hmm. It could have been a lot worse. So yep. all of a sudden you start looking at the positive side of things. You know, so that's why it's good to forget. So look at glass half full, not half empty. Always, that's always. And, and look at the benefits that you've gained from that fall. You know, I fell over, I hurt my knee. I don't want to do that again. Next time I'm going to watch where I'm walking. Well, you can't become you successful without making well, mistakes. You make the mistakes. more mistakes you make, yes. the more success you become successful. Yeah, but people think you can throw away $100,000 and say, oh, yeah, it was a mistake. You know, I made a big mistake. Yeah. Oh, what you've got to do is you've got to make little mistakes and learn from them yeah. or, or learn, learn from, from others. others. That's others. right. Pick That's up information from you. Exactly. I come to you to learn from you so that I don't make that same silly mistake. Exactly. I can avoid making a mistake if I listen to what you did and I live your experience, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. You tell me what you've experienced and I think, okay, that's a good point. Now I've got to learn that. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure I don't do that. Yeah, so going back to Patch Adams, yeah. he did this in hospitals, didn't he? Yes, what he did was, he was always uh, a, a bit eccentric and you know, whatever. He was more 
um, I don't know if you gifted in lots of ways, yep. right? He was an older man when he decided to go into hospital to become a doctor, or into mm-hmm. studying, mm-hmm. right? He had done lots and lots of other things before he became a doctor. Yep. So he was an adult before he became a doctor. Mm-hmm. With most kids go straight from university. and yes. yep. So he had a fair bit of life experience. Which makes but a difference. I the suppose. one thing that I learned the most from him was he interviews people all the time about lots of things mm-hmm. and about everything. Yep. I want to know you. I want to know everything about you, he says. I want to know what's in your head, what's in your heart, what's in your chest, what's in your foot, what's in your knee and all the rest of it, and what goes into your body so that I can tell you how to look after it. Mm-hmm. So he's very good that way. Yep. He's very is, good that way. Is there any um, evidence of how that worked, the laughter therapy in hospitals and things like that? Oh, yes, definitely. Yep, yep. They've got lots of research now. Yeah, did you hear about the guy who had cancer and he ended up going home? Yeah. Putting videos on. Who was that? Um, that was, hang on, I was just about to mention him yep. and his mate. I had to take a drink. Um, <clears throat> yes, um, what he did was he was um, he had a, a muscular dystrophy type of thing where his muscles would, were fraying away. Yep. And it was, they had no idea what it was. So what he did was he's written a book that's called The... Um, Anatomy of an Illness, mm-hmm. right? And it's a very big, thick book, and doctors refer to it all the time. Yep. What, he, what he did was he was in the hospital and he was paying like $200 a day to have his surgery and all this uh, sorry, medication and yep. everything else. So he said, bugger this, I'm going to go to the hotel next door. And in the hotel next door, it was like less than 100 bucks for a private room. Yep. So he got a private room in the hospital, next to the hospital in a hotel, and um, stayed in there. And a few of his friends were from Hollywood and that. So he said, look, give me some videos or some films. So he set up a film projector in his room and he used to watch Laurel and Hardy, Albert Costello, all those comedy movies and all that stuff. And he found he was feeling really good because every time you laugh, he studied that serotonin, the dopamine Mm -hmm. and endorphins would mix rush through with the, the adrenaline rush, take it all the way through his body. Yep. So he was laughing and he felt better. that would stop pain as that well. That would stop it? the pain because it, it goes through, it nulls, numbs and dulls all the pain. Mm-hmm. What he did one, one day, now you might have heard this as a joke, but this is where it originated from. Yep. One day the nurse came in and gave him a thing and said, doctor wants a specimen from you and here's your breakfast. And on the breakfast tray there was a, a apple juice. So he got the apple juice, put it into the specimen thing Right, and put it there on the side, and he drank the rest of it and had his breakfast. The nurse comes in and says, oh, that's a bit cloudy. He says, really, let me have a look. Oh, yeah, he said, I'll purify it for you. Oh. <laughs> and he drank it. And, you know, back in the 50s. That was funny. Yeah, back in the 50s, nurses were everywhere and matrons were everywhere, and this nurse started screaming, ah, what are you doing, what are you doing? All of a sudden, nurses from all over the hospital came from all over the wards, came rushing in. And he started laughing. He was laughing his head off. And the other guys were laughing and everything else. Anyway, what happened was, he, the, the, it went through wildfire right through the hospital. Mm-hmm. But at a little while later, he used to get taken out of bed every morning, taken downstairs to the basement where, where was a, um, a pristine clean place. And the only place they had was in the basements. And he'd be laid on a table, which is like a, a metal table. And he'd lay on there and they'd put his injection in his back mm-hmm. to help him feel better for the rest of the day. Anyway, he was laughing so much and he was laughing and carrying on and everybody carried on. And when the two guys came to pick him up, he just put his hand on their shoulder, 
fell off the, like stepped off the bed and they started walking down the corridor. Halfway down the steps, the guy says, what are you doing, what's happening, what's happening? He said, why? He said, we're supposed to be carrying him. Wow, he was laughing. you're kidding, that is hilarious. He was laughing all the way down to wow. the bottom. Wow. And he got himself up on the table and he sat down and he was laughing his head off. When the doctor came in, he said, I heard about you, what have you been up to? You know, and then he told him that the doctor started laughing. Yep. But then he put this all together. He thought, I was laughing so much that what happened was, I don't know. And the doctor said, well, what happened? What, how come you could walk all the way down the stairs? And they started analyzing what happened. So he said, okay, well, this happened, that happened, that happened, then this happened, that happened, that happened. And as they were analyzing it backwards and forwards, the only thing that could have happened was the adrenaline, serotonin, dopamine had rushed together all the way through his body, made him get up and not feel his back pain and not feel all that. So he said, wow. Mm -hmm. And that's how they started doing these studies. So he had spent another 10 years or more researching, studying all those anatomies of an illness. And he wrote a big, big book about it. Is there any history of laughter therapy in the the past? Yes, yes. I'm curious about that. Any ancient civilizations or anything like that? Laughter therapy, as far as like the... um, There there are things way back in the Chinese history Mm -hmm. where the armies uh, and that used to laugh and they used to sing and dance, mm-hmm. right? So laughter, singing and dancing always went well together. Because I've heard um, yeah. singing and dancing is like to laughter, like yeah. smiling, like uh, running is to walking. Yeah, and you know the, um, um, I mean, I know they, 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 they've coined it, like the last laughing assassin, mm-hmm. right? The laughing assassin. No, I can do that. Right? Oh, you know, the, the smiling assassin. The smiling assassin, yeah, yeah. the smiling assassin, that sort of thing. I mean, there's some history to that way, way back where, um, people used to get into a trance, yep. right? And by laughing and dancing and, and, and you know, chanting. And yep. the Indians, uh, the American Indians, you know, with the drums yep. And, yep. and the Africans with their drums and other tribes with their drums, these people would sing and dance all night and then the warriors would go to war the oh, next morning. Oh, right, wow. Right. I think they'd be yeah. hungover all No, time, no. What you don't understand is the ones that were singing and dancing weren't warriors. Oh, right. They were the musicians. Yes. They were the oh, dancers. Right. So the warriors were just... They were the dancers. Yep, yep. But the warriors would be sleeping. But because of that energy, mm-hmm. right, vibrates through. And, you know, you walk into this room and you go, wow, this is a neat little studio, mm-hmm. you know? Or you walk into a room anywhere and you go, oh, God, what happened in here? Yeah, so you can feel the vibe. You yeah, feel the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you walk in a room where there's two good friends or a girl and a boy especially and if there's some love connection between them you go you can feel that vibe yeah, you're walking and you think oh wow yeah something's going on here you know what i mean so and, um and that's energy that's yep. energy in the room so laughter and laughter therapy provides that energy yeah okay so i'm curious yeah and i'm asking a lot of questions no, no, good. you may not have the answer no but, no no um humans i'll laugh. make it up humans, <laughs> humans laugh right yes is there any other species that laugh monkeys Monkeys okay. do. Yeah, that's you hear about Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, but why did we evolve to laugh? Okay, I'm curious about that. I'm not exactly sure why we evolved to laugh, but the the laughter has been like clapping, mm. right? Has been a way of just showing appreciation. Yes. Seals do it automatically. Yes. You yes. know that's how we short we we taught the seal to do that. But seals, 
they clap all the time. They anyway. clap all the time. They clap. They flip. want to see a good performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they clap. They they clap one flipper all the time. Yep. They slap the water. Yep. You know, and Cause, they. Cause I've, yeah, because I've read a little know, bit about yeah, laughter. Yeah. And apparently, laughter, and this is interesting because yeah. you know a lot of times comedy. Yes. Is actually a sharp angle or something you don't expect. Yes. And, well, a twist. And also, but sometimes there's a lot of tension. Yes. Laughter can release the tension. The only thing I've ever known to help stress and stress management, and I I, I used to do stress management consultant, yep, right? Yes. And I changed that to laughter therapy, yep, yep. right? So instead of managing people's stress, I want to do one or two things. I want to recognize what it is and I want to alleviate it, yep. right? And reduce it totally. So in other words, I don't want to manage your stress. I want to teach you how to reduce it. Yep, yep. Right? Not how to just manage it. Because it's not about holding a whole lot of things like this and juggling it all. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what happened was somebody wrote a book on stress management and then a, a student of a professor was the next professor. He wrote a book, turned the book around this way, and instead of stress management or managing stress, he put stress management. Mm-hmm. So he just changed the words around. Mm-hmm. But the contents was the same. Yep. And then another student of, of the professor wrote a book and it says, you know, one, one is stress management, managing stress and handling stress. Mm-hmm. I don't want to handle stress, I want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, other yeah. student wrote, turned the book around. The contents is basically the same, yep. but it's about juggling stress. Wow. So there's about four or five books, yep. one after another came out from different, or the same professor who taught that professor, that professor, and that professor. So it's the same body of knowledge, right? So with this book, it's about how to recognize what's causing you the stress and how to get rid of it all together. So if I can help you to get rid of your stress, get rid of your anxiety, get rid of your depression, and go down, but not stay down for very long, right? Bounce, be more resilient. Yep. You know, and if I can help you to do that, that's what this is all about. Yep. You know. so, so in comedy, I'm yeah. just thinking back. Oh, yeah. You look at Lauren Hardy, right? Yeah. A lot of times slapstick comedy yeah. usually involves someone getting hurt violently. You know what I mean? Slipping on a banana, yeah, yeah. And getting smacked yeah. in the head by but, a thing. But unfortunately, so why, why do we find that funny? I don't this get is a human nature thing. Yeah, so I'm curious we, we tend to like to see a car accident. We like to see these big crashes. We don't, we don't, yeah, yeah, we like, we, yeah, we're very fascinated it's, by things yeah, like that. It's, it's, a, it's an internal thing that we have as humans. Right? Well, I've noticed, we, we don't like to see people getting badly hurt. Yeah. But we like to see them getting blown up and, and suffering. Like at the moment, unfortunately, and I don't like to promote it, but yeah. there's these stupid things on television, the stunts that these idiots are oh, doing. Oh, jackass. Don't, yes. don't yeah. even mention okay, it. I won't mention it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, people those, those stupid they, things, they, they do it and they really get hurt. Why do people, I don't find that funny. I don't find it funny why either. Why do people find it funny? Because they're a level of intelligence. Okay, I so, mean, I'm sorry, that's what I believe. So, for you example... Know, yeah. um, I just lost that example now. Oh, that's so, okay. But, um, but, so, but people hurt. People like to see people doing funny things. When they get up and then they try and... I saw this guy on the television the other night. Because you even cartoons. You look at cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. You look at Bugs Bunny and all that. Yeah. Very they violent. Were. Very violent. They were. Hugely. People get blown, yeah. they get blown up. But we, we thought they were violent. They were violent in a fun way. Yes, they were. Unfortunately, these video games today, they lose their arms. They get their heads blown off. Yeah. They're a lot more violent. Yep. And a lot more active, and and I'm fascinated by how comedy and 
pain well, see, and in misfortune. The, yeah, sort of. In the video games today, yep. there's no comedy in it. No, no, no. It's just blown up, kill them and move on. Kill yeah. that one and move on. Blast the crap out of them a lot, and move on. A lot on. of people say that's sort of a good outlet for people. <coughs> Look, because they've done the studies and they've said it, is, it doesn't actually increase violence. Well, it, it, it doesn't increase violence, but it doesn't uh, diminish it either. And it, what it does, it makes it acceptable. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But people know the difference between no, they fantasy don't. and real world. No, they don't. And the reason I, I'll, I'll be strong on that okay. because, you know, I've got to stand up for something. That's one thing. Okay. I honestly believe that people doing these video games, there are so many advantages about it, right? But there's a lot of disadvantages. So what they do, they say, oh, you know, any medication you take mm-hmm. and, and any tablet, I found out quite a lot from doctors. They say about 10% of it only is good for you. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of side effects. There's a lot of side effects. Okay. But that 10% is what's going to cure that bit and help you with the next bit. But 90% of it is really not effective. You know, so I'm thinking, what, 10% or 30% or even 70%? You know, like in any other business, we wouldn't accept that. No. You know, we can accept above 80. Oh, look, you know, in, in medicine, yeah. there's a lot of things we accept that are unfortunately yeah. subpar. Um, you know, but um, no other business would you get away with it. Well, look at cancer treatments, yeah. for example. Yeah. I mean, from what I've read, a lot of cancer treatments are actually worse for you than yeah. they're good. Yeah. Not all of them. There's different. They're all different. But um, I think that medicine is going it's, to go forward very soon I, I with hope, new technology. I'm yeah, I hope so. Us. But see, what happens is with um, old age homes, yep. in old age homes and senior citizen places, I've, I've been visiting a lot of those doing um, a- activities with them, right? I, is it know, hard to make them laugh? No, it's actually quite easy. After a while, it becomes easier and easier. Oh, so people what, become a habit of laughing. It's yeah, easier. I'll give you a good example. I, I set up laughter clubs in nursing homes yep. and we went all around Australia setting up homes in nursing homes well done and that's yeah excellent. look I mean it's just my way of giving back to, yep. to nature or to life and say thank you God you know mm-hmm. but what happens is is really important they've got those in some nursing homes they've got the old fashioned video games there mm-hmm. right even the Wii's and stuff but the old ones you know the really old ones and what they're doing they're keeping their mind and body active mm-hmm. and they make them feel good from inside because they win. Because activity. Yeah, the activity keeps their brains alive. Their hands makes them um, hand-eye coordination, keeps their hand-eye coordination, and it makes them feel good because they win. Yeah, physiology is yeah. very important. Yeah, see, Absolutely. what I started doing, I started telling some of my friends um, that, or some of my clients and some people who had anxiety and the rest of it, pick the lowest game because on some games you can set the score that you have. You know, you make it easy game, more difficult game or really difficult game yep, yep. but you set it down to easy as possible and you play solitaire or you play some card game or you play some little game there which is really easy to win and when you're doing that you get hand-eye coordination going you get your drilling and rushing through your body and you actually feel good mm-hmm. right so it makes you feel good yes. and then you win and you feel even better yep. you see and then you go to sleep so you sleep while you're feeling really nice because yes. like I said here in the book some people go to they, they, their nerves are going like this mm-hmm. and it's like that the old fashioned TVs you know they, they go Psh, test pattern sort of thing you know so what happens in your head and your eyes your whole body it's, it's like this so if I can get that to wave like this then you sleep better mm-hmm. so what we do we have to do something before we go to sleep mm-hmm. 
just before we go to sleep. We have to do something to break the day. Whatever happened before the morning, during the day or the afternoon, or whatever's going to happen tomorrow, we can cut it off, right? So, I mean, some people use prayer, some people use meditation, some people actually do a series of activities, mm -hmm. right? And I work with those people to work out what activity they should do. And notice, I don't like to call it exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a laughter exercise, or but it's an activity. activity. If I said, yeah. let's go out and do some exercise, people go, Ugh. Activity sounds An activity, fun. yeah, it's much more better, fun. Much better. So you can always look for the fun way of doing things, you know, mm -hmm. so people will want to do it. And that's what this is all about. So how can the people watching this, yeah. how can they have more laughter in their life? Oh, look, the, the number one question is, um, what do I have to do to be happier? Yep. Ask yourself, what do you have to do to be happier? And Is there something they can do, like yeah, wake up in the morning and do something? There's lots of things. Like lots of things. Um, like I said, the, the number one... the one Because I guess you're saying happier. Yeah. So happiness and laughter is slightly different. It, no. It's not the same. It's similar. Similar, it's but similar. not the same. Because it's someone can because, laugh even yeah. when they're upset. Yeah, but the laughter, if they were upset, on a scale of one to ten... You know, I read and I was talking to some doctors just the other day, like I said, because I, I actually um, used to lecture yep. to doctors on um, bedside manner and all that sort of stuff, yep. you know. But what is really interesting, some people at a stress level, which should be about four or five, walk around at about seven or eight. Uh -huh. So they're only like that far off of blowing their top. Yep. Right. And on the way down here today, there was one guy came out of the road on the side of me, right? Literally not that far, just enough for me to slow down mm -hmm. so that I avoided him. But he went straight across the road in front of this taxi driver, right? Who was in front of me, mm -hmm. right? And then he started yelling at the taxi driver. Really? Wow. Yeah. And then he pulled over in front of me and I had, I was forced to stop. Road rage is a strange yeah. thing, isn't it? People, and then once they get he, was, the car, he was halfway between my lane and that other lane and he stopped. And he's sort of sticking his head out the window, really, really yelling and screaming wow. at the guy behind him. But it was his fault. He cut across in front of me, straight across in front of that guy, then pulled back when he saw him in the mirror. He pulled back. The guy didn't blow his horn. The guy didn't do anything. And I would have gone to court for this chap because this guy just cut out in front of us and then stopped altogether and caused all the traffic behind us to stop. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, that guy was so upset. He needed a bit of laughter. Oh, he was like above the 10, you know. Yes. So what I'm saying is uh, their doctors were telling me that a lot of the people that they see are already at 8 or 9. Wow. On the stress level. That's pretty funny. At a 10. You know, now you and I, I mean, I, I travel probably around, you know, minus. Most days I'm in a minus zero. I'm not. I just let things go straight away. Yeah, I, I, you know, some people walk around at one or two. I've got two rules yeah. that are really good. Yeah. Rule number one, don't sweat the small stuff. Yes. Rule number two, it's all small. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> yes. one day we're going to be gone. That's right. And this little thing is not going to matter at all. Uh, well, this, so unfortunately... I, getting, getting upset yeah. about something small yeah. or irrelevant is just a that waste is of time. a reality check. Is the number one thing. Don't get that. Yeah, do a reality check. Have a look around. Oh, you come with me to Annie Cemetery, and those people there will swap that fast with you. Of course they would. Now, exactly. Whatever your problem is. They've got no problems. Whatever your problem is, do you want to swap with them? Being alive yeah. is just be happy to is, be alive is a problem. Yeah, that's the fact. The, the number one thing, uh, I, you know, like everybody's a little bit different, but there was a movie called um, City Slicker. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a funny that. movie. that's a funny movie. You should see that. You should see that again and again and again. Okay. All the two of them. Because I'm saying he says um, with a voice croaky like mine. Yeah, he does. Actually. He says, "Hey, it's the number one thing," and the guy goes. And um, Billy Christie says, what? And Jack Palin, unfortunately, he's passed away now. But he goes to Billy Christie, he says, you know, it's the number one thing. And he says, wow. He said, what's the number one thing? And he said, I'll tell you later. <laughs> and he goes off and he says, you got that number one thing? You've got everything. And he says, wow. He says, okay. And then somewhere right at the end of the movie, most people missed it. Yep, I but, missed it. Yeah, you know what he said? What? It's the number one thing. And then I go, yeah, well, okay. And people just missed it. It's the number one thing is a different one thing to everybody. Mm-hmm. Your oh, number one yes, thing I is remember, different I to remember, mine. I remember mine. I said that, yeah. See, it's but it's the number one thing. Yeah. So let me tell you about the number one thing. Don't because me. everyone's got a different number one thing. But the most number one thing to help, that I help really depress people, and I work with a whole lot of different people, be grateful. Yes. Just uh, just saying, what are you actually grateful for? You know what? That, is, that, that is brilliant. Because that is like pulls the pin on all these things just falling down. Yeah. Christina and I, my wife, we decided about a year and a half ago yep. that we wanted to be grateful, more grateful. Yep. And it's hard to sort of get a trigger to remind yourself. So right. what we do is whenever we have a meal, <coughs> yeah. before we have a meal, yeah. we talk about what we're grateful for. Not necessarily Excellent. the, not necessarily the yeah, meal, yeah. but being grateful. And being grateful oh, is wow. the most wonderful thing in the world. Yeah. I cannot believe what a difference it makes. Because when you intellectually think being grateful, sure, it's going to make me happy. Oh. It actually does. Because if you're alive, yeah. you should be grateful, no matter what. Oh, look, that's I, the fact of it. You know? That's the number one thing, see? But then for somebody else, it's something else. But the number one thing is the number one no, thing. No, grateful, gratefulness yeah. is the number one thing. You if can't you, beat that. Well, if you're grateful from there, everything else comes better. Like you said, from where you are now, compared to the person in the grave, do you want to shift, do you want to change? Yep. And you know, unfortunately, I work with people also who are in that suicidal that want to watch. Change. Exactly. What, no, that, no, no, they're in watch situations yes, yes, yes. where they could all yes. slip across at any time. There, there are people who want to kill themselves. Yes. And they're living that, you know, and other people are like a- That'd be a terrible way to be. Like, yeah, well, I've never I, experienced I've changed that, it. I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to help a couple of them, really? and or quite a few of them that I've worked with, and I have in the past. Because what surprised me is I heard about this um, girl who wanted to commit suicide, yeah. and she went on the railway tracks, yeah. and it ran over, yeah. and she lost her legs and her arm and everything, then she survived, and didn't, didn't want to kill herself. And you're thinking, yeah. like, you're in a much worse position, but you don't want to kill yourself because it's a temporary <coughs> thing. Well, People should not do it. There's a, there's a guy from Adelaide here that I've just had interviewed on my radio show, mm-hmm. and I met him beforehand, and I brought him on the show. Um, and on on my show I talk about laughter and laughter therapy yes. and my show is called happy business so yep. on on the show I talk about happy business how to have a happy business forget about monkey business yeah happy business, happy business. Right. how to have a happy business how to be happy in business how to have happy employees and everything from A to Z that involves that yep. so some people now I heard on the news um, that there's so such a high percentage of people go to work in a drug state. Look, being go, going you know, to work for taking most drugs. people is very tough. And yeah. like when I when I started my business, because yeah. I retired at 37, yeah. I was lucky and fortunate that I retired on property. Yeah. And then I was out having fun, partying, yeah. having a great time. And after a while, my life became a little bit meaningless. Yes. And that's why I've sort of started now my coaching business. Good on you. And, but my, num- that, my number one goal was yeah. to help people have fun. Mm. And second was to make money. 
Yeah. So I'm very fortunate that I can do that because I've already got money coming exactly. in. Exactly. But um, when you focus on having fun yeah. and helping people, mm-hmm. I don't even work. I, I, don't, I don't. It's work. not like work. No. You know, I'm my my hobby was doing magic. Yes. Right. I turned a hobby into a, a profession. Mm-hmm. So I became a professional a professional clown and a professional magician. Oh, over you know what? over know, above what I I'm doing. I know someone that's looking for a professional yeah. magician. Good, good. Within the year. Excellent. Right. See, I'm I do a lot of professional speaking and training. Yep. But on the side of that, I was doing magic and clowning. I did lots and lots of hospitals, lots of children's parties, lots of make a wish, and I still do lots of make a wish and mm-hmm. lots of other things. You know, and that was my way of giving back to the community as well as saying, thank you, God, that I'm allowed to do this and have mm-hmm. fun doing it. Yep. That, for me, I'm thinking, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. Yep. And then when I do my presentations, I don't use videos and overheads. I say, look, let me show you what I mean. So I show them a car trick mm-hmm. or I show them a rope trick or I'll do some magic trick, which from here, it comes to here and something over there happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and they go, how did that happen? Well, that's a sales cycle. Mm-hmm. You see, you have to find the client, then you have to, uh, you know, talk to the client, and then you'll get the sale. Mm-hmm. Some people think they'll find the client, make the sale. Yep. It doesn't, doesn't work doesn't that work way. way. No. You got to go around the trip. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to, you have to go there to go to here. Yep. Yep. And you yep. can't do that. So I show them a magic trick, and they go, "Oh yeah, I see it now." Is it? Yep. And they remember it. Mm-hmm. So that's why they call me the man with the magic message. Yep. So you know, they can remember what they see people will remember a lot totally. longer than what they hear. Totally, totally. Because yeah. I remember when I was a teenager and I was piggybacking my friend on my BMX yeah. down this really steep hill Uh-oh. and we're going down <clears throat> and I hit something. We fell off yeah. and both of us went flying off the bike. We slid down the road, yeah. scraped ourselves. Yeah. We're in a lot of pain. And laughed your heads off. And then off. suddenly my friend started laughing and I started laughing. We're lying in the middle of the road <laughs> laughing our asses off. Yeah. And it really made things better. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, it didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt at all. It was like <laughs> until after we stopped laughing. So yeah. it's interesting how laughter just kicks in. Well, the, the thing is, some people have that nervous laughter. <clears throat> I had, a, I had yeah. a friend at school that did that. Yeah. And he used to always talk and laugh because he was a bit shy. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and you'll see that people will um, have a giggle, mm. you know, a little yep. giggle, a nervous giggle. Yep. And, and when they go, they go, Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful in investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you.
and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family. Thank you.